0: Wisdom today is Christ, and there must be the love for it. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at the posts of my entrances, and whoso findeth me findeth life. You have Christ, you have life, and shall obtain favor of Jehovah. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. My friend, you hate Christ, you'll love death. If you love Christ, you'll hate death. What a picture. Now, today we come to this ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs. And we've come now to the place where wisdom has opened school. This is the first day of school. And the young man now has matriculated in the school of wisdom. We're thankful for that and the school bell is getting ready to ring. Everything is prepared now, and so we'll look into this school of wisdom. I begin reading at verse 1. "'Wisdom hath built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table.'" She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Now, wisdom has builded her house. This is the college of wisdom. And there are the seven pillars. Now, those seven pillars speak to me of the fact, uh, not of perfection, but of completeness, to receive a complete education, all the way from the kindergarten, all the way through the upper level of college training, the graduate course, to the Ph.D. degree. Here is a complete education. That is wisdom now. Hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. There have always been those that like to boast of the fact that the Lord Jesus had twelve men and they were not educated. I received quite a lesson from a man who wrote me a letter of I don't know how many pages. I didn't get any farther than the first page. But his whole point to me was that he did not like me using the term doctor. May I say that I think that when it's an honorary degree, it doesn't mean too much. Then if it's been given out by Mickey Mouse School, I don't think that it's worth too much. But if a man has worked and earned a doctor's degree, there's no reason why he shouldn't use the term as I see it. My feeling is that it's all right to do that sort of thing. But this man did not like that at all, because he felt that the twelve apostles, none of them had a doctor's degree. <laughs> well, let me say this to him and to any others. Don't despise knowledge or wisdom. I'm not sure that the colleges today are giving very much wisdom or knowledge, I am greatly distressed at some of the things that I hear. I know a young man, very close to him, and he's working on his master's degree so he can teach. And he's in a course in history where he's been told to forget dates and individuals. All he's tried to find out is to get the flavor of any particular age. Get the lifestyle, get the attitude of that age. I say to you that that's a pretty slippery type of education in my book. I think facts are very important. I imagine we're going to come to the day when they're going to teach mathematics, that you sort of get the feel of it. You feel for a number. You don't really work out a problem and get the answer. You just feel for it. It's moving in that direction. I still believe facts are facts. Now, will you listen to this for just a moment? Anyone that spent three years with the Lord Jesus Christ is not an ignorant individual. Those 12 men knew a great deal, even including Judas. They had learned a great deal from the great teacher, the greatest teacher that the world has ever seen. They learn from him. You can't call them ignorant. And after all, Paul was a man trained in that day, and no one could say that he is an ignorant man. So that now, wisdom, and wisdom is the Lord Jesus, and he can give you a complete education. Wisdom hath built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beast. She hath mingled her wine. She also hath furnished her table. Now it's time to come to school (laughs) and start eating. what a picture is given here. Today we have the same thing. The Lord Jesus depicted this age in which we live as a man made a great banquet. And he sent out invitations for everyone, or certain ones, to come to the banquet, that they were invited. All things were ready. But that man, the invited guest, didn't come. So he went out in the highways and byways. Wisdom always has to do that. That's interesting. And here we find that she did that in this case. Verse 3, she hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. And she's ringing the school bell, friends. And that bell is to be heard because it is a call to wisdom. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. To him that wanteth understanding, she saith, Come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine which I have mingled, forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. So that there's gone out from wisdom now an invitation, and we're to go out in the byways and highways. And our message is... God's reconciled to you, be ye reconciled to God. We're ambassadors to get that word out. That's what we're trying to do now by radio here and in conferences and in speaking. And today I think the word is probably going out more than it ever has in the history of the world. And come to the school of wisdom. Come to Christ, if you please. Now, something always happens. There are those that are not going to hear. They won't hear. They're the scorner. And you'll waste your time with him. There are those that you're wasting your time. You cast your pearls before swine. Now, you'll always find, I think, in every church a little group that'll resist the Word of God. And you're wasting your time giving the Word of God to them. And somebody says, oh, we should just keep on. No, he says, cast not your pearls before swine. And listen now to what he says here in chapter 9. And some people think this is something that's just been added here, inserted, that it doesn't belong here. Here's the place it does belong. Listen to this. Verse 7, he that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame." And he that rebuketh a lawless man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. You give the word of God to some people, they're going to hate you. Rebuke a wise man, he'll love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Now, this is a pattern that, Has come down through the age. Now, there are some people that they are so shallow and empty and ignorant that they'll not receive the Word of God at all. And there are those today that they know so little that they will not accept it at all. We are hearing a great deal about the liberal and how broad-minded he is. Did you know that it's the liberal and the broad-minded individual that has put religion out of our schoolrooms? They speak of us fundamentalists as being bigots. I'd like to know who are the bigots. I do not mind evolution being taught very candidly. You just let me teach the Bible right along by the side of it. But the bigots, the liberals, they say, no, we're not going to have it. I say to you, they're ignorant. I don't care what kind of a degree they've got. They have a narrow mind, not willing for the Word of God to be taught. You're wasting your time with them, too. It's very interesting. The less that a man knows, the more he'll think he knows. That's generally the rule. And I never met a liberal that didn't think he was a very smart cookie. He thought that he knew it all. He thought that he understood and he doesn't understand at all. The more that a man really knows, the more he'll recognize his ignorance and his limitations. One of the men, a great preacher, and I think he had one of the best minds of any man I ever met. I heard him make this statement time and again. He says, The more I study the Bible, the more I recognize how ignorant I am of it. Somebody said to me, you sure know the Bible. Now, may I say this? I don't. I don't want this to get out publicly, and it'll be just between me and you today. You don't realize how ignorant I am with the Word of God. You can't study this book without realizing how ignorant you are of it. And some of my critics that have written in that tell me how little I really know, they're right. These are tremendous statements that you have here concerning the scorner, or you waste your time giving anything to him. Now, will you notice in verse 10, the fear of Jehovah is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Somebody says, I've heard that before in this book. Yes, when the little fellow was in the home, first lesson he was given was the fear of Jehovah, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. And then the minute he moved out in life, before he even started to school, he was given that again. Before he went to college, he was given that. Now he's entered the College of Life and the College of Wisdom. This is the university of understanding. And what is his first lesson? He's in his freshman year, the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. That's where you start. And if you haven't started there, you haven't started, friend. A man's a fool. And that's what this book's going to say. A man is a fool to live without God in this world. You mean to tell me that you're so concerned about safety today, safety on the highway, and safety in the home, and you want security for your old age, and you want to make sure that everything is proper for this life? And you take care of all the insurance and the premiums are paid up. And may I say, I think you ought to do that. I think that's the wise thing to do. But my brother, what about eternity? Are you making any plans? you have any assurance and insurance for eternity? How foolish it is. Oh, how foolish it is to live this life without God. The fear of Jehovah, that's the beginning of wisdom. Now he says, For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. And that applies to eternity. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. If you want to be smart, then make preparation for your soul for eternity. Now, if you're going to be a scorner, ridicule all of these things, well, My brother, you're up for judgment. This may sound crude to you, but somebody ought to tell you this. My friend, you're on the way to hell. That's where you're going. If I told you that when you went out on the freeway that you'd have an accident. Why, you would say, well, say, we got to do something about that. But my friend, what about eternity and where you're going there? Now, this is a tremendous thing. If you want to go on in your own way, you're going to be the loser. The very interesting thing is, a man said to me one time, he was the town atheist in the town where I preach, he said, you know, preacher, I don't buy this stuff about eternal life and all that sort of thing and trust in Jesus. He said, that's all right maybe for some folk, but he says, I don't care for that type of thing. Well, I said, "Now, I want to say this to you. Maybe you are right. Now, suppose you are right. Then I'm even with you. (laughs) You and I are going to come out at the same place if you are right. But I said, just suppose, just suppose that I am right and you are wrong. I tell you, friend, you are in a pretty bad spot. And as an atheist once said, he says, I would be contented if it wasn't for the awful fact that the Bible may be true. <laughs> yes, it may be. And if it is, it'll be an awful fact when you turn your back upon it. Now, he speaks here again about the foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. Now, foolishness runs a school, too. and There seems to be a lot of those around. Verse 14, "...for she sitteth at the entrance of her house," on a seat in the high places of the city. She doesn't have to go out in the highways and byways and invite people in. They come to her, (laughs) that school of foolishness, thousands that are going to schools like that, to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. Now, wisdom wants people that'll come that'll be simple. But my brother, you are simple. If you turn into the school of the foolish woman, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread of secrecy is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and her guests are in the depths of Sheol, are in the depths of hell. Oh, how many so-called wise men have turned in there and found out how tragic, how tragic their end was. It was Byron who wrote toward the end of his life, My days are in the yellow leaf, the flower, the fruit of life is gone, the worm, the canker, and the grief are mine alone. Byron, who had everything, good looks, a genius, he had fame, the applause of the world, he had wealth, he had all of these things. And yet he said the worm, the canker, and the grief or mine alone. That's what it came to for him. And not long ago, a famous movie star in his day was outstanding, married to several of the beauties of the world. And the other day, as an old man, he committed suicide. He left a note. The note said, I'm bored with life. How tragic. May I say to you, foolishness still runs a college and... Believe me, there's a waiting list. They all want to join. That's the picture of foolishness.